Welcome to Multifamily Real Estate Investing, presented by Mara Poling. My name is Pat Poling. I'm the founder and CEO of Mara Poling, and I'm happy to be with you this week to take a look back at some history. This week's topic, a history lesson about interest rates. So everybody knows that interest rates are up dramatically from historic lows. Historic lows, that's the key to understanding the recent movement in interest rates. And what we're going to talk about is the dramatic rate increases aren't all that dramatic. Thanks for joining me. If you have questions, please shoot me an email, pat at marapolling.com, M-A-R-A-P-O-L-I-N-G.com. And I'd like to invite you to go visit the website. Uh, we recently did a, a freshening of the website, a bit of an overhaul. There's some great content there for you. The Learning Center has all the great content it's had in the past, as well as some new items that we've added to the Multifamily Real Estate channel. You'll find something there called Multifamily Real Estate Shorts. These are five to 10 minute videos that cover a specific topic in detail, but a fairly narrow topic. And we'll be adding more over time. If you have a topic you'd like us to cover, again, shoot me an email, pat at marapolling.com. Another item that we've added to the website that's new and we're really excited about is we've added our portfolio. So you can go in and take a look at the assets that we currently own in our uh, public portfolio, uh, meaning the assets that we're able to share publicly. And you can look at the assets that we've gone full cycle on. And I, I hope that you'll find value in those, that they'll give you a sense of the kind of work we do and what we invest in and what we advocate all of you to be taking a look at. So again, marapolling.com, M-A-R-A-P-O-L-I-N-G.com. All right, let's get into interest rates. So the last few years in particular, really the last 10 years, we've experienced truly significant low interest rates. Uh, and uh, during the COVID timeframe, uh, they cratered. Uh, they dropped truly amazingly. Although if you take a look, if you step back and take a look at the long-term performance of interest rates, and long-term multifamily real estate activity, I think you might have a different sense of what's going on with interest rates and what that means for the future. The current concern of, oh my gosh, there's never going to be a, another good multifamily investment to make because interest rates are so high is not a position that we share. So let's take a look. By the way, uh, what I'm going to walk through uh, right now is um, a handout. Um, now, if you're not uh, if you're not registered uh, with us to uh, to get the weekly updates and get the handout, don't worry about it. This is still going to make a lot of sense. If you would like a copy of the handout, all you have to do is shoot me an email, or you can go to the website and you can register there uh, to uh, to get updates 
those of you that have registered have access to a portion of this content in advance as well as uh, the handouts. So uh, hope you find value in that. Those of you that are registered and those of you that aren't, we'd encourage you to take that uh, take that step. So let's take a look at historic interest rates. We've got some data that we pulled together, and this came from uh, the Federal Reserve, um, at, uh, specifically from the uh, St. Louis uh, Fed, uh, but it's national data. So this isn't uh, just for St. Louis or for Missouri. And what we're looking at is 10-year treasury interest rates. Why, Pat, are we looking at 10-year treasuries? Why aren't we looking at the interest rates of debt? Well, in general, you will see a very high correlation between the interest rates we pay for agency debt, so that's Freddie or Fannie, and the 10-year treasury. That spread is generally consistent, but is not an absolute. Right now, it's about 200 basis points, and it has been higher and it has been lower. It's always ultimately, though, tied to what the 10-year Treasury does. That's one of the reasons why when the Fed does something to the short-term rate, we don't necessarily respond instantly with, oh my gosh, that's going to do something to our agency debt costs. It might, because it's representative of other activity that's going on in the economy, and it also might not. So that's something to keep in mind when we're looking at interest rates. 10-year treasury is the one to focus on. So if you look at the current 10-year treasury, uh, and this is what it was yesterday, I haven't looked this morning, 3.52% um, is where the 10-year treasury is. That's a pretty low number when you look at historically where we are. If you look at it relative to the last 10 years, it's up. It's up 132 basis points from what the 10-year average has been. The 10-year average, uh, so the last 10 years from 2013 through 2023, is 2.2%. That is really low. It's historic lows. It was down below 1% at the... Um, at the low, sort of the peak low, if you will, uh, in uh, 2020 during COVID. So very low rates the last 10 years. And are they up? Yes, they are. They're up 132 basis points. And if you look at that compared to a 2.2% average over that period of time, that's an increase of over 50%. You can certainly make an argument that if interest rates are up 50%, that's going to change the marketplace. And it has. There are fewer sellers and fewer buyers right now. Cap rates have moved. They haven't yet moved basis point for basis point, but they are continuing to, to rise uh, to meet the requirements for transactions based on these higher interest rates. If you were paying a four cap before, you can't pay a four cap now when interest rates have, have gone up 50%. But those cap rates are also uh, at or near historic lows. 
So let's take a look over a longer period of time. Let, let's look at the full period of time that we have data for, and that's going all the way back to 1962. So let's think about that. That's 72, 82, 92, 02, 12, and now 22. That's We're talking 70 years. Wow, quite an amazing stretch, right? I think I did that correct. Uh, or no, 60 years. So quite an amazing stretch over 60 years. Over that entire time frame, the average 10-year treasury was 5.89%. That is 163 points higher than where we are today. So our current rate is significantly lower. It's about 60% of what the historic high, uh, pardon me, uh, what the average has been over that 60-year time frame. So over that time frame, rates are still really low. But there's a lot that went on over that time frame. We had multiple recessions, uh, periods of great growth in multifamily, periods where the growth was more moderate. So let's take a look at some, some shorter time frames. Maybe we go back and look at the last 40 years, which would be from 1983 to date. Um, a little lower. So it was 5.89% for uh, the entire 60-year span back to 62. From 83 to date, it was 5.15%. So uh, we're, we're talking about uh, being down um, 163 bips. The 5.89%, um, the pardon me, was a 237-point uh, drop. So uh, really a substantial for both of those, you're talking about uh, roughly on average about a 200 basis point decrease today from where we were over those time frames. But even that's a large period. And what I think really proves the point that, that we are uh, sharing today is during some of the periods of very high interest rates relative to that 60 and 40 year average, with some of the greatest activity in multifamily. So let's take a look at the period from 1969 um, to about 1974. And I'm picking those years very specifically, and it's because those were actually the years in which the, the economy uh, built the largest number of multifamily units an average of 637,000 units every year over that period from 1969 through 1974. Now, to put that in perspective, the, um, the current rate of growth is something north of 300,000. Uh, you may see articles every now and then that talk about 400,000 there's a distinction between starts and completions. It's a large number. It is not 637,000 units. So back then we were building close to twice as many units as we're building today. And we were dealing with a smaller base. There were about half as many uh, rental units in the country as there are today. So percentage wise, we're talking about building almost four times as many units on a percentage basis in the late 60s and early 70s. And we were doing that when the 10-year treasury was at 
Now, we're using new construction as a surrogate for overall multifamily activity uh, because there simply isn't data available about how many multifamily transactions there were at that point in time or what the cap rates were and so on. Uh, so significantly large amounts of activity when interest rates were at 6.8%. That's 328 basis points, basically double where we are uh, right now or close to it in terms of uh, the current interest rate. So if we can build that many units, make that kind of investment as, a, as an economy in multifamily, when interest rates were that high, then that says something about our ability to continue to develop new units and make investments in multifamily and multifamily investment activity when rates are still quite low at 3.5%. But that's not the peak. Let's take a look at a time frame when interest rates were among the highest in the history that we're talking about. So between 1962 and today, that 60-year span, there's a period of time between 1978 and 1988, that decade, in which interest rates averaged 10.5%. Double digits. I, I remember, because that's the time frame in which I first began uh, purchasing and investing in real estate. I remember getting a double-digit loan and being pretty happy about the rate I got, which is crazy to think about today. That 10.5% is 700 basis points above where we are today. That's That's triple what the current rate is. And at that time, we were building 430,000 units a month, more than we're, uh, pardon me, a year, that's more than we're building right now. And again, a smaller base, uh, not quite 50%, a little over 50% of the number of units that we have today. So percentage-wise, we're still talking about growth that's you know 150 to 170% of what we're experiencing today at a time when we're paying double-digit rates. So when we look historically at what has happened in terms of economic activity and investment in multifamily when we've had not just higher rates like we've seen over a 40-year time frame or over that entire average of 60 years, but in particular, those two time frames, 69 to 74 and 78 uh, to 88, when rates were significantly higher, double and triple what they are now, and yet we were still able to build new units and make investments in multifamily. Now, this is not a perfect example. Uh, there's obviously a lot that goes into the decisions about building new units uh, and renovating existing ones. Uh, an awful, awful lot of items that we could go through and, and point out and say, there's a difference, there's a difference. Completely agree with that. And if you step back though, the overall picture is pretty clear. Interest rates, while important, are not the only factor that drives activity in the multifamily investing space. And so when we say that interest rates are dramatically down or dramatically up, we have to look in the context of a bigger picture. If we look over the last 10 years, yes, interest rates are up, as I said, about 50%.
but they're up from levels that are unheard of, right? If we go all the way back and look for the last low that's that's in that range, uh, in the 2008 Great Recession, rates got down to about 2.5%. Again, they've averaged 2.2 over the last 10 years. So we're clearly in a historic low. Prior to that, the lowest that we've seen is something in the neighborhood of maybe 4% when you look back over the longer period of time. So we're still under those numbers. And based on that, we believe that we can continue to make solid investments in multifamily. Two points to keep in mind about interest rates and investment in multifamily and really the rest of the economic cycle and what some people call the real estate cycle. And that is, we believe that there is no such thing as a bad time to invest in multifamily. We're long in multifamily. We believe that for an extended period of time, it is going to continue to be an ideal investment vehicle. And the second point is this, you can always make a bad investment. When interest rates were dramatically low over the last couple of years, using that term, people still made bad investments. There were deals that people shouldn't have done. And as we said, back when interest rates were double digits, there were a lot of it, a lot of deals done that were really good and successful deals. So the timing of making a good deal or a bad deal really doesn't have anything to do with those other items. It has to do with the underwriting and the decision-making of the individual transaction. Purchase or invest in a quality asset with what we believe should be a conservative, reasonable underwrite. And over time, you'll be rewarded with success. And you'll benefit from the security and stability of being in a multifamily asset. I hope this has made uh, sense. A uh, lot of numbers I threw out. As I said, if you'd like to see the handout, happy to share that with you at, at marapolling.com. I'd like you to join me next week for another episode of Multifamily Real Estate Investing presented by Mara Polling.